Okay, a couple of us are here. Zachary's not. Don't adjust your dial. It's 10 o'clock. Starting the show. How are you doing, Brandon Stokely? Oh, Nate, I'm doing great, buddy. A little bit early I know, for man. me, a little bit late for you, right? We're meeting in the middle here. Yes, we are. But you had a more hectic morning, and I had a more relaxed one. I know. I, um, I'd rather be you. But yeah. you're trained a little bit differently. You're yep. used to starting at 9. I'm, yep. um, you know, I'm used to just kind of my mornings are a lot more relaxing and just kind of laying around a little bit longer than yeah. today. But we're here. We I'm are excited. Here. Yeah, man. I mean, we're locked and loaded for not one, not two, not three, but four. Four hours. Four of them things. Four hours. So buckle up. Yeah. You think you'll be able to make it? I think so. Because Actually, like, I got the edge on you with that. Yeah, because I'm I've I've been training a little bit more. You know, I'm, I've been doing the three hours. You, yeah, you're, you're just been buckling down with those two hour shows. So yeah. Yeah. that's double. And you've been doing you. it for what seven years now, or something yeah. like that. That's double for you. Yeah, but um, you know, I've sat with DMac a couple times. It's a different chair though, because I'm I'm over here and, and you, oh, that's right, and you're chilling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're like, hey, man. Sit, yeah, sit it's back, on you. Enjoy, relax and enjoy the ride. That's right. Four hours with DMac. You just you just chill, and he just he just yells at you, and you're like, cool. <laughs> He just yells at no, you the whole time. No, he doesn't. But, but you know, he, when he's driving, D-Max, he's got the wheel, man, so you can just chill. So I got the wheel now. I and, love it. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, buddy. Yeah. Zach, Zach's, um, where is Zach? Uh, he's he's working. Not, he's working. Not another bachelor party? No, 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 no. He, he is actually in town working, and uh, so he's 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 on assignment, as oh. as we like to say. Is he is he on screen? Is he on camera at all? Like, that kind of No, I, I, you know what, Zach, these is he gonna days, do some that's TV? a good question. That is a good question. He might be. Um, he actually might be somewhere doing some kind of national radio hit okay. or a national TV show. So we could put it on, on the TV in our studio and, and see him. You would think that's the natural trajectory for a guy like him. Like, he's in his mid-30s, right? He's making a name for himself. TV's the next the next gig. Is it? Maybe. I don't you know, know he's you... losing his hair. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, there's a solution for that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, advanced hair. Exactly. Right. Or you can just shave that thing. Yes. He keeps, he's been saying for like... I, I, I want to do the same. Like, I'm sort of in, in, in the in-between yeah, stage Yeah, you're getting well. gray, gray. Gray, and, and I'm losing it, man. And I'm I'm, just, yeah, like, I'm doing the same. No, you're not. You're yes. good. You got no grays, and you got all your hair, man. No, Advanced hair worked on you. Yeah, well, clearly. You're, yeah, you're I a mean, good spokesman. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Um, I, he, But Zach's been saying he's going to shave his head, you know, for like three years now. Yeah. Well, I think it's a big step to take. Because it's, like, it's probably not growing back. It's not, and then you look at you're like, who's this guy in the mirror? Yeah. Do I like the shape of my head? But he has done it before. At, he like, has. Well, I think in his in his younger days. So he knows kind of what he looks like. Right. The funny, uh, I was here, I was listening to you guys talk at the beginning of the week after Zach came back from his bachelor party and him telling the story about uh, getting the f- time wrong on his flight and arriving three and a half hours early yeah. to, a, to a flight in Albany. Yeah. Well, I was that, so confused by that. Yeah, that's like, what I when said. you book it. Yeah, and I was I was with you there. Okay, like, thank when you. When you book it, it says the time. Right. right. And then you get the alert on the email. Like, the they, they text you about your flight. It tells you the time, your itinerary. When well, you check in. You have all your stuff in the system, and, you know, he probably doesn't have that. So you're not going to get a text because he, he's not going to get one because he doesn't do all those things that he should do. <laughs> but I was so confused that it was, like, entered into his calendar. You know, yeah. and it was like updated with a change time, right? Yeah, very confusing, right? Yeah, but um, I, it was a funny visual: him laying on the on the floor of the Albany Airport, right, you know, trying, trying to get some, extra some sleep because yeah. he got there three hours early. Um, all right, Co- so you and I were teammates, man. We were, we were teammates. We were on the same. How football. many years? Did you get here in two thousand seven or eight? 
Seven. Okay, so we're two years. Two years. Oh seven, oh eight. Oh seven, oh eight. And then uh and then Shanny was let go and a lot of guys got let go too, but you withstood the Shanahan change. For one year. For one year. And then I caught the a piece of the of Hurricane McDaniels. Do you think Josh McDaniels would have had a better time here if he had not clear cut the whole forest like that? Like if he had like Respected what Mike had done a little more. It was—it's almost like he wanted to separate himself from everything that Shanahan had done, in a way. And, and, and instead of like saying, "Oh my gosh, this guy got one two Super Bowls. He knows what he's doing to an extent. Maybe let me try to find well, out what he did well." Or, I, or is it the type of thing where when you're starting it yourself, you got to do it all your way? Yeah, I think you know you you come in with a a plan and a vision, and you know usually something went wrong. For you to be coming into, you know, a new organization, right? Like, yeah. like obviously, I guess we just didn't win enough games, and so you want to put your own stamp on it. I mean, that's that's kind of the norm, right? I just think I think what what cost him was he just wasn't a good guy. You know, he he didn't treat people the right way, and I think in the end, that's what really really cost him the most. You know, wasn't coming in and because you're gonna you're gonna change a lot of. I mean, look at Sean Payton, right? I mean, he's he probably changed a lot of – cut a lot of guys, right? The roster, yeah. flipped the roster over. When I went to Seattle, and, and it, it's different because, like you said, Mike had won a couple of Super Bowls. Right. And um, obviously Nathaniel Hackett, you know, didn't win any Super Bowls last year. So, But you're going to always try to change things up, right? I yeah. mean, and, and make it yours. But, like, you still have to be, like, a good person and treat people the right way that are working for you. And he didn't do that, and I think that's what in the end really cost him. Yeah, I think we all have those stories with Josh. I didn't play for him. I was there like for a month or two. But I was there rehabbing an injury, and I went and um, introduced myself to him. I kind of knew I was in trouble after that conversation because it was like we had nothing. I was trying to like, hey, you know. Just, uh, How you doing, Coach? Hey, man, yeah, hey. What How's like, your first week on the job? Yeah, dude. Like, hey, relate. Because he was 33. Yeah. I was third. Like, I was 29 or 30 or whatever. Like, we're almost the same did age. Did you give, like, the hug? Did you go in for, like, the bro hug? He was behind Mike's desk. Uh-huh. And so it was just a weird feeling walking in there. Like, because it used to be Mike Shanahan's desk. Like, the big old picture of Mike out in front. You know, like a huge, I don't know, 10 by 10 foot, like, painting. Or not painting, but up close photo of Mike Shanahan's face with a... With the headset on on the sideline, I'll scowl like, like I'm coaching, and that all got taken down. And all of a sudden, it was Joshy boy sitting behind the desk, like nothing on the walls. It was it was a weird feeling, but um, I just tried to relate to him and tell him I was excited to try to learn his system, and you know, um, but a, a month later, and I, I I told a couple jokes that fell very flat. <laughs> he just looked at me. He just looked at me. Put his head down. And yeah, kept on like writing. Like, okay, like, just, I'm gonna cut this guy. Next cross, week. I just just crossed my name out on his list. Um, but then um, I went home. I got cleared, and then about a month later, I got cut. And the way they cut me is they called called my parents' house and left a uh, message on the, the voicemail. Well, well, what time of year? Like this is this was like March? February. February. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my mom was like, "There's a message on the answering machine." I got a cell phone. They didn't call my cell phone. Right. They called, and it was Xander's who did the call-in, and he left a message on my on my parents' voicemail. So I called him, and I couldn't get through to him all day long, not till the end of the day, and Xander's finally got through to him, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're going in another direction. He's like, if you want to talk to Josh, he'll, he'll be happy to explain it to you. So I'm like, yeah, I do. You know, so I called his secretary, he, his, his homie, answered it, and he's like, yeah, hold on. He's, he, he, give me a second. And he came back a minute later. He's like, Josh is in a meeting. He'll, <laughs> he'll call you back. 
<laughs> the whole meeting. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, do you think he called me back? No, definitely not. not. So no. that's how it ended, man. He was in a meeting for a long time. He was, it was, was a long. Of, it's still long, long, long. It's still <laughs> polluted. Longest meeting <laughs> in the history There's of There's a lot meetings. of film to watch, man. You got you to prepare for your next opponent. But, Did that make you mad, though, that he didn't call you back? Like, are you still bitter about that? Did you need some closure there? I was very angry. I, I could. I, I could, was like, so bitter. But now, looking. Are not you now, still? Now or you just not. Because it was a pattern of behavior for him. It wasn't personal. Right. He did this to everyone. He didn't understand what you were exactly what you were just talking about. It's about how you treat people. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like that matters. Sean Payton talked a couple of days ago about how, you know, it's cut day. It's very hard, but I have like to have these conversations with all these guys. Mike Shanahan was the same way. Would that have helped you? Like, would that have helped like, I think, I put some closure would've. on, you know? Um, it would have a little bit, probably. Okay. Like, I understand. I understand. Right. It's your team now, bro. You don't, you know, you don't want me. That's fine. But at least tell me. You know what I mean? It's like a girl breaks up with you and she like sends you a text. Yeah. She just never sees you. How'd again. that work out for you? How would you feel after that happened to you? After a girl sent me a text and broke up with me? Yeah, that's never happened. Oh, okay. okay. I'm just saying. Well, you I, seem like you had, you know, you have you relate to that? Well, what's the worst way you've been broken up? With? Um, let's move. You've on. never been broken up. Let's move on. You've never been broken up <laughs> with hair like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I heard you and and Zach talking about this. I think it was yesterday or the day before talking about the differences between Cortland Sutton and Michael Thomas. Zach was like, look, Michael Thomas, 149 catches under Sean Payton. He's playing the X receiver. He's 6'3", 214. Cortland Sutton, 6'4", 217. He's playing X. He's playing for Sean Payton. Why can't Cortland Sutton be the next Michael Thomas? That's next. music and then you know me being the one talking and not hearing Zach you know pay off the tease man he's a good tease payer offer yeah he's okay <laughs> he's okay he's solid solid he's solid. He's, solid he's consistent man he's he's he's, solid. he's well, just solid yeah he is he's solid solid um how, how's Zach's golf game coming along it's it's getting better is it yeah it's it, it's actually getting better um and um so I think this year was a, a big step forward for him. He's uh, he's improved. So um, he made his first ever birdie this year. I don't know if you heard the story. Yeah, and he threw the club and then yeah, he okay. threw the club up and the club snapped and it yeah. wasn't his club. It was Aaron's uh, brother's club. Yeah. So um, that was a that was a that was a good moment. And actually, on that hole that he chipped in at my golf course, Colorado Golf Club, chipped in off the wow. back for his first ever birdie. Literally yesterday, two inches. From a double eagle, you? Yeah. What's a what's a par five, and you yeah. you got there in two? Yeah, two inches, two inches from going into the hole. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that would have been uh, an all timer. So, do they it, make you make that putt after? Or is that a no? Right? No, they just yeah. It's it's just a gimme. Um, and how far is that hole? Um, I'm not sure. I had to hit uh, a seven iron out of a bunker. And just decided to go for it and do it, and so I think I, I about I, one ninety or so. And okay, but it yeah, so it was just, like a three hundred yard drive. Uh, it wasn't a good drive. It blocked it right, but it must have been decent. It if was you got okay there too. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay, Nate. It wasn't great though. So, but but literally, literally two inches. I've never been that close. To, I mean, double eagles are obviously hard to make, <laughs> and so to be like get up on the green and to see because you couldn't see really oh. how close it was yeah. from when I knew I hit a good shot. 
But to get up there and to see, wow, that thing is literally, I was two inches away from a double eagle. That's incredible. Have you ever had a uh, hole-in-one? I have twice. Twice. Two of them. It's been a while, so it's time for it's time to do it again. You know, I don't try to, like, you know, live in the past of my hole-in-ones, right? Yeah. Two of them, you yeah. know. Like, I had one, I think it was, like, my first one, I, 04 or something like that. Par 5? Uh, um, yeah, par 5. Just drove it. Um, and then my second one was uh, probably seven, eight years ago with, with our buddy Bearcat Jim. And, uh, but it's, it's been a while. It's time for another one. Real quick, though, like how long have you been golfing? Were you, were you golfing while you were playing? Uh, football? Yeah. 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 I started golfing in high school. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, just off and on, like mainly during the summer with my dad. Yeah. That'd be kind of our thing to do. Right. Um, during the summertime. So I, I kind of started golfing then, you know, and then in college would, would kept – Kept doing it with my dad during the summer and stuff like that, and a couple guys on the team played, so we get out with them a little bit. And then in the um, NFL, obviously, you got some buddies on the team that like to golf. Yeah, you know that's you work out during the off season, right? For and you got you know, time. two and a half, three, whatever it is. Thirty, you're done. Right. Boom, let's go to the course. Yeah, so that that's always a lot of fun, kind of, and especially get to know some guys that you you know might not get to know or whatever the case may be a little bit better. Is that uh, part of the, the reason why you stayed in in Denver? Because the golf is really good here? No. No. No, that was not um, on, on top of the list. <laughs> okay. That would be a bad well, reason care. to stay uh, a place. Why? Like, I mean, I think first and foremost was, like, golf, you like, know, the living conditions and, like, right. my kids. Okay. What kids, do you want? Yeah. Where, where are the, you know, kids before golf right. for me, Nate? How would know. you prioritize the, the things in your life that you care about yes. the most? Where does golf, like, three, four, five? I mean, I, I love golf. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think everyone has to have an outlet, right? Like, there's something. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I have a three-year-old, I don't have as much time. Yeah. You know how it is. Like, were you golfing as much when you had like little ones? Um. Well, during the off season, see, that was the thing. Is like it was nice yeah. during the off season because you time. could still like, okay, I get two days a week during the off season to play golf. Right. Right. You know, I mean, you kind of had that kind of structure. Now that right. they're older. Yeah. And you know, one of them's out of the house. One of them's a junior in high school. It's, wow. it's a lot, uh, lot more freedom when it comes to golfing. Yeah. But yeah, no, th- those days were a grind. Yeah, you know, you some days you'd have to, you know, some weeks you'd have to barter, like, hey, yeah, all yeah. right, I got this whole weekend, right? If I can't golf an extra day, right. you know, that right. kind of stuff. Look at you staring down an empty nest now. I know. Wow, I'm right around the corner. Are you excited about it? I'm just thrilled about it. Can't <laughs> wait to get those kids out of the get house. Get him out of here. <laughs> I gotta go. Um. So you guys are having an interesting conversation about Michael Thomas versus Cortland Sutton because a, a lot has been made about Sean Payton's offensive prowess. He turned Jimmy Graham into a you know um, a record breaking tight end yardage in a season. Darren Sproles all purpose yardage in a season, and then Michael Thomas 149 catches. You look at Michael Thomas's body; it's very similar to Cortland Sutton, and I think you know all of us have been clamoring for Cortland Sutton over the last couple of years to take the next step. Right, like he, he, he profiles physically as a dude who could be a beast, but he hasn't really, to me, been that beast. You know, since 2019. Right, he had the one, you know, thousand yard season. Right. Yeah. He, um, I'm looking at his um, Cortland's statistics right now. So his rookie year, he had 42 catches. That was 2018. 42 for 704, four touchdowns. And that's a good rookie year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Contrasting this though with Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas's rookie year. 2016, 92 catches. Oh, wow. 92 for 11-37 and nine touchdowns right out of the gate. Um, so these are these are different players. Yeah. Right. 
Um, Corlin Sutton's second year was his best year as a pro. 2019, 124 targets. He had 72 catches, 1,112 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, and Michael Thomas's second year, 104 catches, uh, 1245, and five touchdowns. Michael Thomas in his third year, 125 catches. In his fourth season, 2019, the same year Cortland had his best year, Michael Thomas had 149 catches and broke that broke that record. Why can't Cortland Sutton do what Michael Thomas did in New Orleans? Well, I think, uh, you know, I mean, that was my point, like when we were talking about it a, a couple of days ago was, you know, it's easier said than done, right? I mean, you got to go out there as a player and be able to do it. Yeah. Like some players are just more talented. Right. Like, you know. I, I'm, I'm, I can't just take over Marvin Harrison's position and, you know, have a hundred and something catches because I'm not as good as he is. You know what I'm saying? And and, and so, like, when Sean Payton kind of referenced um, that, hey, Cortland Sutton's going to play the Michael Thomas position. It's like I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's unbelievable. Yep. And it's like, hey, he's got to go out there and do it. He's got to go out there and get open. The Michael Thomas position – I don't know Sean Payton's offense inside and out, but I'm just the Michael Thomas position is just the X. Yeah, the X. Not that complicated, right? Yeah. So like we had an X last year. Yeah. Um. And and I'm sure you know uh, you'll move him around a little bit, and sometimes he might be in the slot because I I, I remember seeing Michael Thomas in the in the slot a little bit. Um. In, in some two wide receiver sets or whatever, you know, you put both receivers on the same side of the football field. So I think there's just a lot to do about nothing. Um. And, you know, because as a player... You're talking about saying Jerry Judy should play the X and... Z or... Because yeah. um, you're moving everyone around. Yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, like, just saying that, you know, hey, Corlin Sutton's going to play the Michael Thomas position. Right. And now we're going to think that he's going to have 120 catches because he's playing that position. It doesn't work that way. Right? You got to go out there and you got to do it week in and week out. Just because you're playing the position that that guy played doesn't mean you're going to have the production that he had. Does that make sense? Of course, yeah. I'm, you talk about getting open. You played wide receiver in the NFL 15 years. All right, you know a couple things about getting open. A couple. Talk to me about the art of getting open. What do you need, your physical skill set, to get open in the NFL? Well, I think for a guy like me, you know, who's not the biggest guy, I got to beat you off the line of scrimmage if, the, if you're playing press coverage. And you look at a guy like I'm probably more like, you know, Jerry Judy. He's not the biggest guy, right? He's a, a thinner type of guy. Cortland Sutton's a bigger wide receiver. Those are the guys that play X, right? Yep. Your bigger receivers on the ball, yep. away from the tight end. The Z is off the ball. Yep. And then the uh, X, that's why you see the guy come up to the line of scrimmage. He points at the ref to make sure that the ref knows he's on the ball. That's right. On that line of scrimmage. But for a guy like me, you know, if the defensive back is press coverage, it's all about getting off the ball. It's all about my quickness. It's all about selling something that I'm not doing. Mm. You know, you got to be a magician. Got to tell a lie. That's right. With your body. And then I try to take a picture beforehand. Mm. What is this guy trying to do to stop me? Like, where is his leverage at? Where is he at? You know, is it one safety, two safety, right? And and that tells me a lot about where he's going to be. You know, is he head up? Is he slightly inside, slightly outside? I'm going to use all that information to help myself get open at the line of scrimmage. And then I'm going to use my quickness and my moves to get off the line. And because if the guy got his hands on me, I was done. Right, because I'm not big enough. Um, and if they're off coverage, it's all about you know everything looking the same. Right. You know my 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 straight go route is going to look like you know my curl route until I stop. 
in turn. You know, you don't give anything away. So I try to keep everything looking the exact same, whether I'm running a, a hook route, a go route, an out route, all those things. And and so I think th- those were the, the most important things for me to to be able to get open. You had the, you know, you played long enough. Coaches trusted you enough to throw you out there and give you routes like a choice route. Yeah, option, An choice option route. route. Yes, yes. Go get open there. Right. Right. Um, not a lot of players get to have those routes, right? Like, you have to earn that stuff. Yeah, you got to earn the trust from your coaching staff, but also your quarterback. Yeah. You know, like, that guy's got to know because, like, you're talking about uh, an option or choice route. Like, you, you have a three-way go. You can break inside, you can kind of break outside, or you can, like, hook, hook it up. up. Yeah. And it's, and it's usually around a five-yard route. Right, right, right around there, and so you saw Wes Walker do a lot of those with Tom Brady. Uh, but you have to be on the same page with the quarterback. The quarterback's got to see things and see the defense the same way that you see the defense, because usually you're a little bit patient at the line of scrimmage. You let things develop, and then you go and you do what you got to do. Um, but it is one of those routes where you have to have the trust of your coaching staff, but also your quarterback. Chemistry with the quarterback matters a lot. He's got to know that you're going to do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it and that you're on the same page. Yep. Um, you, like I said, 15 years in the NFL, you bounced around to several teams. Some interesting things happened with this roster building stuff the last week or so. Um, we picked up Philip Dorsett, who spent some time with the Raiders, and uh, the Chiefs picked up Montreal Washington, who, who was here. Marquez Callaway is now with the Raiders. Marquez was here. I want to know if any other teams who ever picked you up tried to ask you info on the team you were just on. That's next. You get me, Kev. What is what, what has happened to you, Kisner? Well, this is a song that uh, they, they used to, when I was filling in, or when I was like here for the first year when I first moved back in 2020, um, everyone's favorite year of their lives, 2020. Yeah, um, and I'd come on the shows. He played this song, "No Surrender" oh. by Bone Thugs and Harmony. All right, one of my favorite songs of all time. I used to listen to this song before I was like, I was a swimmer in high school. And, and this album, you're like an alligator in the water. That's, that's right. That's, that's right. That's the word on the street. I'll listen Don't to this song before Nate my in the water for my races. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get you going. Get me going, dude. I don't just like put me to sleep. Nah, man. No surrender, man. No surrender. That's what the Broncos are saying to each other right now. No surrender. That's right. The time is upon us. Uh, there's been a lot of shuffling going on with this roster this week. First of all, before the shuffling even went on, Jarrett Stidham became a, a Denver Bronco and spent last year on the Raiders, right? Yeah. So he obviously knows what Josh McDaniels is trying to accomplish there um, conceptually. So, Marquez Callaway, who we released, is now on the Raiders. Right. Uh, Philip Dorsett, who spent some time with the Raiders, is now here. And Montreal Washington, who was here, is now with the Chiefs. These are all division rivals. Frank Clark last year was with the Chiefs, and now he's with right. us. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, you kind of have a lot of uh, movement within division here. Yeah. Did you ever move it within division? And, and if you did, did you ever have a coach come, you know, talk to you about what you know? Um, I never moved. Uh, I'm trying to think in division, division. Um, but I did when I came here to Denver. We were playing um, in in 2007. I just left, you know, the Colts. Ooh. Thank you. Um, and we were. It was the, the week of the Colts game, and talking with Mike a little bit, but also talking with the defensive coaches, 
But then I start going through things with them, you know, watching some clips and what are they trying to do here? What's Peyton looking at here and all these things? And I'm just like, I'm like, guys, I don't know. Like, right, we're, we're playing, you know, checkers over here. I guarantee you Peyton's <laughs> playing chess. Like, he knows. He knows that, you're there. That right. He knows this conversation is yes, happening. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> so he's going to flip this whole thing. Like, I'm going to tell you this is what this audible means. And then it's going to lose the game because you're going to think it's the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. Because he's going to call a dummy audible. Right. Right. And you're going to you're gonna think it's one thing, but... You know, he he's one step ahead of us here, guys. So like everything that I'm telling you here, I, I just I just I don't want to tell you too much because he's gonna change things up. Yep. He's not a dummy. And so I think you can only get so much, gather so much information from from guys, and it just depends. Like, you know, what, what information could they really get? Like <sighs> conceivably. I think just um you know, maybe some signals, yeah. things like what does this signal mean? What does this mean? Uh, snap counts, uh, maybe stuff like that. Right. Um, but not, I don't think a whole lot, yeah. right? Because you don't know when when teams are going to call what. Like we did a lot at the line of scrimmage with the Colts, so there was a lot of signaling, a lot of um, words being screamed out from Peyton. Peyton, right? Uh, was this Auden. right off the bat when he like? Wh- what year did you get to the Colts? Two thousand three. Three through six. Three through six. Those are the years y'all beat the brakes off of us here. Yeah. Um, especially 2003, 2004. We yeah, went, playoffs. We went in, yeah. Both, both yeah. years. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you have like, do you ever wake up and see me just running down the middle of the field and Al Wilson yeah. trying to chase me? And when like, you fell down, nobody touched you? And no, you that got wasn't up? me. Oh, who was that? Marvin. Was it Marvin? Yeah, we don't look alike at all. No, you don't. Yeah. Similar size. Yeah. <laughs> Skill set. He's a lot better. No, uh, no, yeah, that was that was Marvin. No, but you had a you had a you definitely had a touchdown that game. Yeah, how maybe many? Two, maybe two. Yeah, but who's counting? But well, you should be. Yeah, it, that was those are some devastating losses for us. I don't know if you remember, like two weeks before we went in there and beat you guys. Yeah, bad. And we were like, oh, dude, Quentin it's on. Griffin. Yeah, Q had a great game, unbelievable game. And we thought, okay, we're, we'll be back here in two weeks. Yeah, and we're gonna do the same thing. Right. And we said, okay. <laughs> Y'all gonna be back here two weeks. We'll be ready. So y'all, y'all got week, our attention. Y'all got our attention. Yeah, we did. Um, maybe too much of it. Yeah. So the next week we went to Green Bay, and it was a game that didn't matter for us. No matter what, we we're playing you guys the next week. And uh, I was on the practice squad all all year. I got brought up for that Green Bay game because we rested some guys. Rod Smith was down, and Shannon Sharp was down, and Jake. All those guys were down, and so I got to play my first ever. Regular season game at Lambeau. At Lambeau. And they had to win to make it to the playoffs. They And they needed a win from, like, Minnesota in a different game. And they got that win in the middle of our game there. They beat the brakes off of us. They beat us bad. Amon Green had, like, two 90-yard touchdown runs. Pretty good. It was incredible. But then the next week, we went there uh, to Indy thinking, all right, we're ready. And we were not. No. And we were not, not ready. Well, what's, what, like, so... Well, you never went to another team, did you? Did you go to another team, like, during the season to get... You know, to get no. your brain picked from no, no, a, no, 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 no. And so I, I just think it's it's a little bit, um, you know, you might be able to get a little bit from those guys. Yeah. Because obviously, like you said, I mean, um, Marquez Calloway, where is he at now? The Raiders, right? Yeah. And who do we play week one? Next week. Yeah. The Raiders. Right. So, like, this is, like, like real time. Yeah. You know, I left Indy in whenever they cut me, February or March. And we didn't play them until, I don't know, week five or six. So that's a long period of time for them to change and do things differently. Like, Marquez Calloway's not going to know the game plan. Right. But, like, he's got some relevant stuff, I would think, that could help the Raiders a little bit. 
But then you, when you take a step back, you're like, I, I don't. These guys got to go out there and play football. You can't be thinking about. Wait, what did Marquez Callaway say? I think he could give you some tips on like, hey, what kind of cornerback is Pat Sertan? Yeah, you know, is he aggressive? Physical is he passive? tendencies. Like, what kind of defenses do they like to play? You know, stuff yeah. like that. But. I think um, you're only going to get a little bit from guys that were just a part of a different team. I mean, do you think? Do you think I'm? No, under no, you're right. Value in it? No, or, no, you're over? absolutely right. Okay. I think. I think also, the game plan wasn't in. Like you know, Marcos Callaway's leaving. He doesn't know what the game plan is. Like you said, Sean Payton talked a couple of days ago about um, how they're now starting to install their red zone stuff and like some third down stuff that they hadn't put in yet. Probably for that reason, right? Like, he's understanding some of these guys are going to be gone. Yeah. Do you really want to put in the, all your sh- stuff? All your sh- stuff. I uh, almost said a different word. Did you? That yeah, would do be that. a no-no. It would. That's There's why you got button. that button right there. I, I've never pressed it before. You haven't? Never had to. I We used to have a different setup, and I've I, I've never done that one. Um, but I've, I think I've done it a, a, a couple times. Yeah. Um, what word did you say? I... Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was a word that I said or something happened. Um, I maybe I think I saved Zach. He might have done something bad, and I saved him. Yeah, something like that. Well, thankfully I didn't do it. But uh, but um, yeah, Sean. So the game plan is starting to be put in now. Yeah, and like the wrinkles, right? Like later on in the show, I want, we're going to hear from Sean Payton talking about what he missed. Um, and I think also, Nate, like when you look at it, you know, you want to get to get into a routine, right? Like, football is all about a routine. And now, obviously, sometimes you play Thursday nights, Sunday nights, and Monday nights, stuff like that, that breaks up your routine. But normally, you know, I like being in a routine, having a routine. And now you have, what, like two weeks in between games, right? And so I don't think as a coach you want to put everything in right away. And you, you want to and – then, and then guys kind of like – by the time the game is here, you're like, golly, finally. It was, it's, it's, like we've been, this thing is getting old here. This game plan here, like that we keep on working on. So you want to just give them a little bit at a time and space it out a little bit because you have so much time. And the question is do the Broncos have the talent to compete with these teams in this division? The Chargers, the Raiders, and obviously the Chiefs, who are the, the best team on planet Earth. And where they lack in talent, can they make up in Sean Payton's scheme? We'll have that conversation next. Guy's voice. Speaking of chainsaws, real quick before we get into uh, the talent on this Broncos team and whether or not they have enough talent to compete in the AFC West, you remember the saga of my car getting stolen twice, right? Yeah. And the second I got it back and I got stolen again, and then it was like disappeared. And then I got paid out by insurance and all that. And then, um, and then I got a call like from two or three months ago from Aurora PD Impound, like they got my car and I, I can come get it. But I had already been paid out by insurance, and, and so I c- contacted the insurance. I'm like, you guys own this now, right? They're like, yeah, but if you want to go s- get the belongings out of there, oh, okay. go ahead. Right. So I went down there thinking maybe some of my stuff's still in there. Oh, God. I, I hate to even think of what's in your car. You, you, there was a dude living in it, and this dude was like, you know, living a double life, but he had a ton of tools. Among them, a chainsaw. Oh. A really good chainsaw. 
a really good like gas powered power washer. I wonder how he got it. <laughs> well, it was on the up and up. Probably. <laughs> oh, the receipt was right there, man. Hey, hey, paid for it with cash. There were so many tools in there. So some of those tools are now mine. Okay, yeah. Uh, there was also other weird like clothes. He had like wigs in there. Like he was living <laughs> like wigs. Wigs. Well, you got to put on a wig if you're going to go steal someone's car. <laughs> Seriously, he had pulled you out like put the, a disguise on. This guy was like, I'm telling you, this guy was like MacGyver. He had like the whole front, like he had pulled out the dash and put in his own electronics. And like there was all kinds of crazy stuff in there, man. And it was like a mattress strapped to the top. He, it was a new license plate. He had like new new um, tires. and Wow. There put was, new tires on there. Well, new. It was all black. Yeah, it was like he changed everything. Wow. Put some work into it. <laughs> yeah. That's so I got a new chainsaw, though. All right. So. Well, you deserve it. Yeah. ACDC. <laughs> all right. Um, well, how, how do you view the, the talent level on yeah. this Broncos team compared to the other teams in this division? Uh, well, look, it's... It's the NFL, right? I mean, you you, all, you got some you got NFL quality players, right, on all this team, and now you look at the upper echelon. I mean, I think position wise, you know, when you say how does it stack up against the Chiefs? Well, you you start with the quarterback, right? I mean, that's where you got to start with at the quarterback position. Well, obviously it's Kansas City one, and then you go Chargers two, and then. You know, it's the Broncos, Broncos and the Raiders, three and four. I mean, you could, yeah. you know, last year there was the Raiders ahead of the Broncos when it comes to the quarterback, and hopefully this year it's the Broncos ahead of the Raiders, right? At the quarterback position. And that's the most valuable position, so that outweighs a lot of other stuff. Offensive line-wise, you know, Broncos, you know, you would give an edge to the Chiefs and the Chargers, right? And the Raiders, I'd put them behind the Broncos. So I, I think overall, looking at talent um, and, and the team, if you have the quarterback position figured out, you don't have to have all the talent around that guy be upper echelon, right? You saw last year with the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill gone. Yep. And who were those receivers last year? Juju Smith-Schuster. You know his better his best days are behind him, but yep. He goes out there with Patrick Mahomes and has a really good year, solid year. So if you have that quarterback position figured out, you don't have to have the most talent at the skill positions. You don't have to have the best offensive line. You can still be very successful. So I think looking at, um, you know, the West, obviously the Broncos are, you know, third or fourth when it comes to the quarterback position, the most important position. Which is a weird place to be when you sign this guy to a $50 million per year contract, traded three first-round picks for him and a bunch of players, right? Not ideal, right? No. So is Russell Wilson the type of player that you just described that doesn't that can be the rising tide that lifts all the boats? Like we have here in Denver, the most expensive wide receiver room in the NFL, forty-four million dollars a year. Is that even really necessary when you've got a quarterback with a track record like Russell Wilson, who should be the rising tide? Should be, yeah, right. Um, we want him to be that guy. I don't know if he's that guy though. You know, I, I think he can help guys around him, but he's not the upper echelon quarterback when you look at a guy like, you know, just whatever, a, a top-tier quarterback that, hey, this guy is going to make everyone around him so much better, right? And he needs some help, too. That's that's where he's at. So, And that's where Sean Payton comes in. That's where Sean Payton comes in. I mean, how do you view Russ? I mean, do you view Russ differently? Yeah, I, I view Russ like, um, man, I think that as, as much as I don't want to say this, I think he had a high watermark, you know, about three years ago, and he's been on the decline ever since. I think he played fantastic football 
in the teens, you know, like 10 years ago, was at the top of his game because his body was able to do all the things that his instinct told him to do out there. Um, he's never been a sit-in-the-pocket-and-pick-you-apart type of quarterback. Right. Right? Um, he tried to do that last year. Maybe he had the wrong coach for it. But now, like, he's, you know, he's in his mid-30s, and he wants to do what got him here. So he wants to run the ball around and make plays happen off schedule. But last year when he tried to do that, I don't know he was a bit heavier, but he got hurt, like, just running. You know, just taking off. Just taking off of the sideline, you know, tore his hamstring. Um, diving for the end zone, tore his lap. You know, dives for a first down, has a concussion. Is this a sign of things to come? Is this Father Time telling you don't do that anymore? You need to deal from in the pocket. And if that is Father Time saying that, does Russell Wilson have the ability to do that? And I, that's where my doubts come in, that he can be an on-time pocket passer who gets the ball out of his hand quickly and gets it to these guys and lets them run with it. I don't know if I've ever seen him be that guy. And I've never seen a quarterback play into his late 30s being that not being that guy. Right. And, you know, it's it's not his strength, certainly. Right. Being the in the pocket, on-time quarterback. Um, that's not what he does, like, great. So he needs to use his legs. We've seen him, um, you know, make that a priority this year, like, thin down. So his mobility's better. Uh, but I think, you know, that's fair. Like, does he still have anything left in the tank as far as he can stay healthy being the mobile quarterback and taking some of those hits and using his legs to extend plays? And Because with his offensive line, he's going to have to, right? So, I mean, that's a big question. Can he stay healthy being that mobile quarterback that he's going to try to be this year and that he's going to need to be this year to be successful? Like, that's, you know, like if you're a speed receiver, all of a sudden if you start slowing down, yeah. Right, like you're not a route runner. Right. Right? You're not an elite route runner. So, like you're, you're not going to be able to play at the same level. So with Russ, he's going to need to be mobile. But if he can't do it and can't stay healthy, I and mean, if he's not as quick and as mobile as he used to be, he's going to struggle playing the quarterback position at a high level. Right? I mean, that's kind of we're on the same page there. Yeah. Like you talked earlier about the connection between a wide, wide receiver and a quarterback. You need to be on the same page. You're running an option route. The quarterback needs to know what you're thinking. You need to know what he's thinking. You need to be connected. Yes. Like, like like Avatar. You know the movie Avatar where Jake picks his, like, dragon or whatever, and he's got his little braid, no. and he puts it in the in dragon's braid, and they intertwine, and then they're locked. Like, uh-uh. they're, like my thoughts are your thoughts, and we're on the same. Like, whatever I, I think. Jake? I think Jake was the, was the, was the main character oh. in the film Avatar. Okay. Have you ever seen it? You have never seen no. Avatar? It's, no, a, it's an incredible it. movie. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at me like I'm just joking, man. It's a really good movie. <laughs> no, I'm just, it'll take I'm just, you, it'll take I'm you just into curious. A, I'm like, that's really not my cup of tea. Avatar. What just is those types of um, sci-fi? Is that, that would fair be to say? Yeah. Sci-fi? Yeah, that's not. What is your cup of tea? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Romance? Rom-coms? Uh, <laughs> I, I, my Action. cup of tea. I like documentaries. Okay. I like documentaries. I like, you know, like true crime stuff, things like that. Um, I would think that's kind of my... Um, my 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 cup of tea, but I did I did go on the Avatar ride in okay. Disney, okay, so down in Orlando. Yeah. Um, and I'm a guy that gets motion sickness, mm. so I'm like really careful about what rides. I'm not like a ride guy. I don't. Yeah. I like roller coasters. Yeah, like, put your hands up. No, no, that's not for me. No. Right, I'd rather just watch. Like, yeah. okay, but a couple of these things I want to go on, and, and this thing looked pretty good. But I'm like, damn, I don't want to get motion sickness. Like yeah. that's the last. You get motion sickness, like you're out, you're down. Yeah, well, yeah. You're, you're out for the rest of the day. Yeah, type dude. of thing. And so, but I said I want to do it, and so I did it. Um, and it was awesome. It was a lot of cool experience and a really cool like um, 
I don't know if it's called a ride or what, because you kind of sit there and then it, it's all like on a projector. Oh, right in front and of you. you're like zooming. Around. You're like zooming through the, yeah. the forest. Like so you the don't actually go anywhere. Did. It just makes it like shaking right. stuff. But a couple times I had to turn around backwards yeah. and look at the the blank screen behind just, just so I could get, get my bearings. Yeah, but I did good. I, I know you're curious how no, I, did I was. If I made it through it. I didn't. I didn't get motion sickness, well, so I was proud of myself. I feel like that's my avatar story. There you go. <laughs> okay, check out the movie. It's a good movie. It really. No, is a good I won't movie. check it out. Why not? It's, it's long. It's like. I, Seven I know, hours, and, and I, I, it's like one of the you know they, they have a few of them, right? There's they're two like, now. They come okay. out with a second one, and they're like one of I mean huge budget mo- movies like ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so expensive, but I won't be James Cameron adding to that. Um, I feel like in my old age, I can't spin anymore. Like you know, when you're a kid, you're like, yeah. man, go around. Like my, if I jump oh. on some spinning thing with my son, like right. you said, I'm done for the day. Yeah. I also put on those VR goggles at a friend's house and was uh-huh. trying to play this game. I was done for the day. I got motion sickness. Yeah. Have you ever tried those things? Um, we had one. It's like these flying like things and version of one. And it, it is just awful. Could work, but no, I don't think I've ever done. It's absolutely awful. Now that you said that, it's not worth it, man. It's not yeah. even fun, dude. Yeah, it's no, but that it's not worth getting. Mo- you take some like drama mean before maybe. Uh, that's a lot to go through to, to right. just to play a video game or yeah. do whatever. But hey, I agree with you. A lot of people, a lot of people care that much. You know well, I mean? some people don't get motion sickness. Nate. That's true. Not they're not like us. That's true. They're not old is it, men. Is this what happens when you get old? Does I think so. I think everyone. A, I mean, any any fifty year olds out there who can jump on a merry go around and then feel good about it? Like I don't think so. Yeah, you don't see any like men at a playground spinning around. No, that would be weird. That would be weird. <sighs> Top five things that you are excited about. Oh. With these Denver Broncos going into 2023, Stoke, top five. We'll take a dive into that conversation next.